Hello and welcome to Witchy Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Lauren Cholantani, women's holistic health coach and fellow recovering perfectionist. This podcast was created to show you that your body is not in the way, it is actually leading your way. I am very particular about the type of CBD and hemp products that I use. There's so much hype and lack of testing and quality in the industry. So the company that I love and use is Evo Hemp. Not only do they have a beautiful product like hemp seeds, CBD oil, gummies, even hemp chocolate, protein bars, protein powder. They also support a 40-acre co-op farm in Minnesota, which is farmer-owned, focusing on bringing equality and innovation back to black, indigenous, and other socially disadvantaged farmers. So if you are looking into trying any type of CBD or hemp products, head over to evohemp.com. The link is in the show notes. And make sure you use code WITCHY, W-I-C-T-H-Y, for 20% off of your purchase. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Witchy Wellness Radio. And again, this is a show you learn how your body and emotions are not in the way. They are actually leading the way. And today we are diving into all things feminine energy and how we can balance that and be in love with the masculine and not not push against it. Because we all have a balance of feminine and masculine in us. But where do we find that natural flow in life? And we we're talking with Andrew Paradis. He is a relationship coach and helps women really step into their own power. We're talking a lot about feminine and masculine, but it's really the feminine is not anything to be weak. It is this force to be reckoned with, and we will dive into that and so much more today. Welcome to the show today. Good morning, Lauren. Thank you. Yeah, good morning. I know we've had you on. We'll link it in the show notes. About a year ago, I think. I can't remember yeah. now. Something and like I, it was a well-received episode. And, you know, we were getting into topics that sometimes the overly PC culture might not understand. So I want everybody to kind of listen to this with an open mind and an open uh-huh. heart. And understand that this is literally how nature life force itself works. We need both the masculine and the feminine. And this is kind of a way to almost biohack your life uh-huh. <laughs> instead of really as a woman putting out all this draining energy is how how can I harness my own power so I want wanted to start kind of with your own story you know how did you get into helping people as a relationship coach with you know finding that long-term love I know you you've found your love and <clears throat> your own transformational story is amazing but I'd love to start with your own hero's journey well, I, I'm going to try to make it short because it's yeah. a longer story because there's six <laughs> layers to it. But uh, in a nutshell, I, I was five years old. I, I realized that my feelings and my thoughts came together. Right? You have your, no words when you're little until the brain catches up to your words and, you, and explaining your feelings and your thoughts. Excuse me. And so I was five years old when I had to, I realized I was born, born in the wrong family. That's all I can tell you. I was born. These are not my people. I don't belong here. I don't fit in here. I'm this black sheep, and it's like you're not supposed to be here. Type feeling, like bizarre. So it was kind of weird and scary. So I ended up 
at five, what happened is I became ex ex externally like focused. I would focus on the world and on people, first of my family, trying to understand this. Like, this is so weird. Like, how do, can you be born in the wrong family? Like, how, how did this go so wrong? And how, anyway, so I started watching them in school, watching people, and I became an observer of, the, of human beings for that reason and became then fascinated with the human condition how people turn out and why this person's like this and the different talents that we have. And then like the temperaments and the bullies and the, the, the artists and like, how, 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 right? So that became my brain just watching and studying people. So since I've been five years old, since then I've had a couple of careers um, in, in high school, I ended up invited to join a ballroom class. And when I did, I realized I could dance, like I could copy everything I saw, like, this was very bizarre. I still remember the teacher on my right and the girl in my arms and everything he was demonstrating. I, it's like, it's like, I knew it already. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it's, you just had to remind me, which is bizarre. I'm 15 years old, almost 16. I discovered I could dance. I had a natural talent. So I go from geek to star in my own school, which is interesting. Decided I was going to make a living at this because that's the only thing that lifted my spirit, like music and movement together, just it vibrates into your body, right? And so, sad little kid was starting to smile, and now I'm a star. The girls, all the girls want to dance with me. I go from invisible to wow. We started doing production and shows, and you know, around town in the campus first, and then went around the city. It was interesting. And then at 19, I moved to the West Coast. So everything, I left everything behind, but I was still in my mind. I'm a dancer. I, that's what I do. That's who I am. That's what I want to do. So I ended up doing, there was no ballroom on the West Coast. So I ended up doing jazzercise, you know, and jazz hands and leg warmers and headbands, like <laughs> that ridiculous era. Um, but I ended up basically getting free training because I got scholarship and scholarship and scholarship. And it took my, it was bizarre. Like my life kind of took its track without me trying. It just kept feeding into me, just like this gift that I had kept opening doors that I wasn't even trying to open. I was supposed to go to school. I was supposed to become an architect. And all of a sudden, I'm dancing, and that's all I'm doing. And, and people are, like, paying my training for me to train, to train. Okay? So eventually, I thought I was just going to let it go and see if that actually goes somewhere financially. It's bizarre, right? Like, how do you make a living at dancing? Like, nobody makes a living at dancing, you know? But it kept, anyway, so I gave it a couple of years. I thought, let's see what happens. And sure enough, leads me to Los Angeles. I'm on vacation. I get scouted in, at a party. I have my own Hollywood story. I get scouted at a party. Get my first professional job working with Chippendales, <laughs> which is hysterical. But the show was amazing. I have to tell you, the show was absolutely amazing. It was my first paid professional job, you know, and was on the road for a year and a half. Made a, made a ton of money. Everything's paid for. And uh, I quit within a year and a half because that's not who I am. That's not what I do. I'm a professional. I'm a dancer. I'm not a stripper. Um, but hey, it was a great opportunity to, you know, step into the world. So I came back to Los Angeles, got settled, got an agent, started auditioning. And, you know, within a matter of a couple of years, I worked with Michael Jackson. I was with Prince. I was with Paul Abdul. I was with Hula Glazius. I went around the world. I taught. I performed. It was so fantastic life for about 15 years. Met my wife in one of my classes because, you know, the business goes, you go perform, you come back and teach. Like the the gaps, the, the the gap fillers between performances is you teach. So, you know, it's easy to fill up a class when you just finish working with Michael Jackson. Very, very easy to fill up a class in Los Angeles, right? So that was my life. My wife was one of my students. Oops. 
I mean, kill me. <laughs> and when we decided to start a family, because we got married, start a family, I decided to stay grounded. I wasn't going to travel around the world. Um, when we decided to start a family, have kids. So I told my agent, I'm not leaving Los Angeles anymore. So don't even try. I'm not leaving. I'm not getting on the plane again. I've done it for 15 years. Sounds glamorous. It's a living, right? It's a good living, but it's not glamorous. Not for, not for 15 years. And she, I remember she's like, what are you talking about? Are you crazy? Like, 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 the, but, but, but most of your income, I go, I don't, I'm not leaving. I'm having a family. I'm not going to be absent. I'm not going to be in Europe when my kids are two years old or learning to walk or no, I'm not doing it. So, so what I did is stay grounded up in a car business in Los Angeles. I'm a car guy. I'm kind of my, I have four brothers. And we're all car crazy. My dad used to own a brake muffler shop when we were kids. So I, my, the, the smell of gas and oil turns me on. Like it just reminds me of my childhood. So I opened a car business in Los Angeles, restoring cars because I love all cars. And that took off completely. And it became, you know, part two of my life. But I've always done personal development stuff. I started to develop personal development when I was 23. Just again, just learning about myself, learning about the world, learning about human beings, that, that whole curiosity about the human condition never left me and trying to get my life together, honestly, because there was a lot of complications within the fact that I was successful, but the inner child, the kid in me, the abandoned little boy, right. That always kept haunting me. So let's find out, let's fix it. Let's find out. Anyway. So 2006, randomly, I was in a workshop up North, Northern California in a business workshop. I meet this couple on the way flying back to Los Angeles. The lady says to me, what are you doing next weekend? I go, oh, I'm free next weekend. You want to come to a workshop? It's on me. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, free workshop. Yeah. And, and then I go, where, where is the workshop? Like, she's just called Understanding Women. Okay. <laughs> then I was thinking, okay, that's going to be cute, right? Anyway, went to the workshop a little bit backwards because I'm going to spend my weekend in a, in a workshop about Understanding Women. <laughs> right <laughs> exactly so i walked in there a little backwards but i walked in the room there's 400 people in the space and i realized okay this is not cute like something's going on here and sure enough at the end of the workshop my brain was all over the wall and my brain completely exploded and i realized this is when i realized again me the studier of human condition and human being and the constant researcher in that dynamic i realized that i knew nothing about women absolutely nothing which is bizarre but like i got it i slipped off my chair i think seven or eight times that day off my chair oh it was unbelievable and uh but then i'm married we have two little kids we're doing fine but i realized not only that i knew nothing about women which is one thing but i i knew nothing about my wife danger 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 right so i wasn't going to be a statistic because i didn't know all my family's divorced three, four, you know, three, four times. Like I am like, I'm not going to ruin this just because I didn't know that's like, that's impossible for me, my thinking. Like, so guess what? I dove in, of course, took the entire company's curriculum, became a workshop leader for them because I'm a teacher, right? That's an easy stretch. That's how it started 2006. And I never stopped studying and, uh, worked with some masters. And so I have, I have a huge amount of data research, you know, I'm standing on the shoulder of like masters in the field five of them and so the cocktail that i'm offering the understanding i think it's without arrogance uh, untouchable so that's how i got to be here <laughs>
Yeah, I Ooh. thank you for telling your story. Um, it's I love hearing people. You know how everything just flowed to them, and I find it interesting that you know you started all of this with this dance, which is really the balance of the feminine yeah, masculine yeah. being able to be led and and leading and so what a beautiful way is it yeah I look behind me too right this is my wife and I ballroom dancing oh, it's it's beautiful. the metaphor for relationship and ballroom dancing incredible because this is the cocktail this is how it works this is masculine and feminine this is leader supporter this is you know pilot co-pilot this is how relationships work not you know it's not a dictatorship you know and the woman sure isn't weak or passive, like, do you know what it takes to be led yeah. as a woman in high, in high heels backwards in a dress? <laughs> I mean, right? It's not passive. It's actually, she's very active in responding to my leadership, though, which keeps her present and vulnerable and open and feminine. And she gets all the glory and the, like, she, you see bone dancers, the woman shines because mm -hmm. she lets go. She's just, whoa, she gives you all this sensual, beautiful movement. You know, the man leads the dance, but nobody cares for the guy. Nobody's looking at me. <laughs> I don't see my wife. They're all looking at the girl, right? Like, that's the, that's the exchange. My masculine leadership allows her to let go, be open, vulnerable, and the radiance, the feminine, like, whew, you know, and there's magic in that. That's, oh that's the polarity, again, that comes together. It's essential. The polarity is essential, which is why in our culture, when we talk about equality, 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 Men should be more like women to be better men, and women should be more go girl, boss babe to be mm -hmm. masculine to be better. No, absolutely. Like, so it works for business. In my world, the relationship is a kiss of death. It's ridiculous. It's a, it flies in the face of nature. Yeah. But yeah. we've actually bought it like it's a good idea. I think on paper it sounds good. In reality, disaster. And this is my job. That's why I'm so busy. That's all I do all day long. <laughs> Fix that crap. <laughs> Sorry. And I know a lot of things, a lot of topics have come up on this podcast has mm -hmm. been healing the witch wound and i know Whoa. it's a big thing because feminism like my mom huge feminist you know just to be able to able to play sports in high school her high school didn't have any women's sports teams the simple things like that yeah. I, I you know i take for granted i think that was really powerful we you know to be able to have similar opportunities yet we also find that there's this hatred it's against, it's like anti-men. And mm -hmm. I'm all for, you know, people having the opportunity to be the best, their best self in any area of life, whatever, you know, your inner beings whatever. lead you to, towards. Yep. yep. But in order for life itself, you know, we need the polarity, masculine, feminine, for actually have creation. That's how this Thank you. world works. <laughs> You can't be anti anything. I think of this this story of Mother Teresa, and she was in, on this radio show, and the the host was like, "We're having an anti war rally. Will, will you come join us at this big parade?" And and you know, she was very polite with her answer, but she said, "No. Once you have a pro, once you have a peace rally or a love rally, I would love to join. But you're just really you're perpetuating." The, the, the war, the madness. The, the madness. Yeah. And I think <laughs> the feminism brings that up, the resentment, the anger towards men. But, yeah. and I know you talk a lot about this, men, men's lifestyle really hasn't changed. And for me, realizing that in my own life, stepping into my own power, my own feminine energy, having my own business, 
but also allowing myself to be in that feminine flow that my alignment, my own flow is the first priority before I do anything else in my business and in business and life and especially in relationships, I find a lot of us spiritual women have a lot of this witch wound coming up, which is that anger, resentment, like F you and thank you to my partner. He has helped me work through it and has brought up so much in me because when you find a strong male masculine partner who's in his power, that's it might bring stuff stuff up in you because you're ready to look at it. You're ready to heal it. And it's, mm. it's allowing yourself, like you said, to be led. And that <laughs> for a lot of modern day women is unthinkable, unthinkable, unthinkable. Yep. And for me, it's something I have to check in. I'm very much in my feminine, but even when we dance, I can dance by myself all day long. And I really have to allow myself to be, led by him and when i do it's like this beautiful in any area of life the feminine is so it's like this unbridled energy and for (sighs) me to view that and the masculine is just guiding it so for Mm -hmm. me to be in my power is completely surrender not to somebody outside of myself it's surrendered to the to me to life force itself to god that i am the the vessel the channel of that all I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Like describing yeah. a different way that I do. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's oh God. That's such a delight to it. And you know, and it's what I get. Everything you're talking about. Everything I'm teaching and talking about. It's all nature based. No, nowhere in nature of the masculine and feminine, male female, act the same, behave the same, have the same anything. Right. Everything is polarized. There's, there's always a polarity for things to grow, to expand, to to flourish to multiply, right? This polarity is masculine and feminine, yin and yang, plus plus magnet, negative magnet, right? Two positive magnets, you can't get them to touch. They're so pushed against each other, right? Where polar, you know, masculine, they click together so tight. That's life, that's nature. And we somehow decided as humans that we're better than that. Ridiculous, like get, o- like get over it. That's not how it works. Now, that's, that's why there's so much struggle right now because women are like men and we expect, we try to make men more like women but that so men stop leading and women overlead and women resent they resent that it makes them actually angry because it doesn't make them feel safe ladies this is basically what it is your money and your job does not make you feel safe it's an illusion of safety ultimately in the end at the end of the day i hear this every single day right alone feeling abandoned not feeling safe in the world you know if i get sick i'm screwed right i have nobody well you're the man and masculine men are repulsed by that, repulsed by masculine energy women. You know, that is not what main, makes, makes men attached to women. And again, our culture has this whole idea that you go girl, they make some money and men will respect that. Men don't give a crap about your money. They'll make their own. That's, that's what they pride themselves in, you know, the man, right? So, so that there's bo- there are boys out there, 30% of the population is of boys. Thank you. New, new, in, <laughs> a new culture beliefs so 30 percent of men don't do crap we know it but the rest of them regular normal males go and build conquer something build their character push through their fears build a business build a life build a life they go for what they know who they are you can't rock them off their pedestal you can't tell them anything you know what i mean you can't shame them they'll just look at you like the hell's wrong with you you know what i mean 
But those guys are solid, and those are guys that make women feel safe, and those are the guys who want to build families and have wives and build a castle and a, and, and a, a, a kingdom and put their arms around all that they cherish, you know, families and loved ones. That's man. This, we want to do this naturally and instinctively. Men want to provide, protect, cherish, and give. The women, to children, to their extended family. Instinctively, no manipulation needed. Yes. It's just what we want to do now. The man, right? Not the boys, by the way. So, like, what are we fighting here for? Like, what, what, what's, the pro what's the problem? So, men want to protect women, provide, and give their time, their money, their resources to keep her comfortable and happy so she could be comfortable and happy with him and with her life and be able to raise the children with a, you know, that warmth, love, energy, that magnetic, feminine, you know, inspiration energy, like your femininity, your energy, that femininity is so powerful, right? Which is where the feminist is screwed out of the system. It's not weak. Yeah. It's the most powerful thing in the world. Men will fold through the presence of a beautiful feminine essence, right? Mm -hmm. And the true feminine is just the, the, the being. It's, it's just, it breathes life into us. I mean, it really, it's, it's impossible to describe in words. I can't ever find enough adjective and words mm -hmm. to describe what oof, like it, it lifts our spirit. It breathes life into us. It makes us happy just to be in that presence. We don't want to leave it, and we want to nurture that. So how do we do this? By making you happy, by taking care of you, by making sure you're comfortable, make sure you're good, you're fed, you're not hot, you're not right. Like this is the, the natural masculine. Mm -hmm. That's a yeah. bad deal for women? No, I don't think so at all. And I well, want to point out the, you know, like we said before, feminine energy is powerful to be that magnet, mm. that force that for me, the word vessel, whether you're talking about children or not, like, you know, we're literally, we manifest a life being and grow inside of us like we can we can apply that in all areas of our lives but to be led is not you're not being a victim you're not some meek victim you know yeah. can't do anything for herself it's <laughs> and i think that's the perception really you know like well i i can i can lead myself i know i don't need some man to tell me what to do i'm not a victim and listen like i know all this stuff and right. it still comes up and but no, once you can be aware of this and you have a partner who is aware of it who's on the same page and from a loving place you guys can work through this together and remember hey i you know i love you no matter what if this is coming up that's completely okay and that that just kind of washes it all away. And I wanted to talk about the importance of vulnerability oh, yeah. and how that plays out in all of this. Cause that the more each of us steps into that and shine, shines that part in our relationship, the closer we get together, but also individually, we both step into our own power even more. Mm -hmm. I love it. So my, one of my one-liners is always, you know, without vulnerability, nothing good happens between human beings, like nothing. It goes nowhere. It just stays cold or surface. You know what I mean, now I'm going to say something controversial. <clears throat> because, you know, if you look at, you know, masculine traits, feminine traits, um, the masculine tends to naturally be stoic, all their strength, all their feelings inside. You don't see what's going on. Women think men are cold and distant and disconnected and shallow. No, we just hold it all inside. You don't see it. That's also instinctual. It's survival instinct. If I show you my weaknesses, if people can see my weaknesses, other tribe, other man, you know, they, they could use them against me and like now I'm not able to protect my family. So... You don't see my strength. You also don't see my, my weaknesses, right? Even my, our strengths are being uh, are undercover. Guys who do martial arts, don't tell everybody. It's not. There's no stickers on their car windows. 
because everybody he does jujitsu or you know what I mean. Sometimes a little bit, but as a rule, guys keep that on the wrap because they'll surprise you with that crap. You know what I mean? Like so, we we're a stoic by nature. Now we need women often to bring us forward into our feelings, and we this is actually why we need women, by the way. Otherwise, we get stuck in our heads, and we lose sense of sensitivities because testosterone does that. We lose sometimes our spirituality because testosterone does that. Survival instinct, hunting, chasing, fighting, pushing, conquering, you know, penetrating, everything that we do is literally in action driven. So we forget some of the finesse. Testosterone, right? So you can blame man for being no, yeah, blame God, right? That's how we're wired. That's how we're made. And again, you need fighters, you need warriors, you need hunters for the whole system to continue and survive. So Again, let's not shame anybody for the roles. There are roles that apply to survival. It's all based in nature. Again, so that's interesting. So men being stoic, they will not. This is why, you know, it becomes unfair. But again, everybody's got roles. Everybody's got a purpose. There's a point. There's a, there's a starting point. There's a system for things to flow and roll together. Everything in nature. Men typically will not be vulnerable first. It's anti-instinctual. Um, it makes no sense. I will not show you my weaknesses for no reason. It won't happen. So it's up to the woman typically to pull vulnerability or have him come out of his head by you being vulnerable first, which is vulnerable, which is scary. I get it. Did you know I mean? But men won't do it. So the more masculine, the more it's really it's just not it's not it. So I, so vulnerability starts with women in relationships, and men join in. Because when you share something that's uncomfortable, that's scary, that it's, you're embarrassed by, whatever it is, right? The level of revealing, even you know, small, medium, large, because you get to know somebody when you reveal something that you're afraid of, the whatever, something vulnerable. A natural, normal person will respond with, "Wow!" Like flattered that you trust them to share something so touchy, profound to them, and that's sort of like, "Wow!" Like they they they're flattered. And they feel like you must trust them in order to open up like this, which is typically what it is. And they usually meet you right back. I have a couple of stories to demonstrate that if you want, but you know, this is abstract until you put an example. I had a client who's a, a big girl, big girl, big, big, big girl. And in her head, that was like the reason why she wasn't dating. Or men were attracted to her. I'm like, that's ridiculous. That is so funny. They're so like, you have no clue. You don't understand men at all. Men don't want supermodels. You know, a lot of men like full, full, full figure, like stop. Right? You don't know. There's millions and millions of men out there. You think they all want the girl on the cut. No, it's ridiculous. Right? Nobody, not everybody wants the Ferrari. Most people don't want the Ferrari. They don't want the maintenance. They don't want the cost to maintain it. They don't want the attention that it gets. They don't want it all. You know, got, you know, most people like Camrys. Just say they're reliable and they're safe, <laughs> you know, and they're predictable. Just say. Anyway, so, um, so I said, let's, for like just this week, let's forget that belief system. Like, let that out of your head that you're actually a beautiful young woman. And somebody's, you know, don't judge it. Don't cut it. Anyway, so she goes, week goes by. We come back a week later. And she's all, guess what? You know, because I said, go out in the world, go smile at man and see what happens. Forget I'm a big girl. Comes back with, I got a date. <laughs> I'm like, well, look at that. How did it happen? She's like, I was looking up. I'm just smiling. I was happy. I forgot. I stopped judging myself. And this guy came up to me and said, wow, you're lovely. I'd like to get to know you better. Can we go for coffee? So I'm like, fantastic. But I can see there's something going on. I go, so what's the problem? She goes, I'm terrified. I'm absolutely terrified. Like, what? I haven't been on a date for like a long, long time. What if I mess it up? I want to put my foot in it. I'm really nervous. I'm even shaking thinking about it. I'm going to mess it up. I'm like, she goes, so how am I supposed to show up like, like this? I go, tell him. She's like, what? I go, tell him. Watch what happens when you tell him. 
say, oh, oh, just tell him you're nervous. Tell him it's been a while. Right, right. I say, oh, uh, hmm. I go, see, watch what happens. The moment you say it, it'll come off of you, first of all. That's how you get to relax. You just say it and see what happens to him. Okay, that sounds good. I like, I like that. I, I can do that. Anyway, so a week later, how'd it go? She goes, oh, my God. I go, what? She goes, I was really nervous. It didn't help. Like, I was really nervous. Right. And by the time we sat down, they ended up going for dinner. We sat, sat down at the restaurant. She was, I was like a complete bundle of nerve. Do you know what I mean? And so as soon as I sat down, I just go, I got to tell you something. Like, I couldn't stand it. I go, she goes, yeah. She goes, thank you for asking me on a date. Like, it's been a long time for me. I'm really, really nervous. I'm afraid I'm going to put my foot in my mouth and I want to, you know, look like an idiot. And, you know, I just really, uh, so I'm just saying, I just, you know, and she goes, as she said it, it came on. But this is the magic. Are you ready? And he says to her, after she got vulnerable and revealed her fears and her anxiety and her, he goes, oh my God, I'm so glad you said that. Me too. It's been a while for me too. And I just like, I don't know if I could, you know, I'm not a good, you know, I'm not so witty naturally. I get to choke on myself a lot. And, you know, so thank you for saying that because I feel just the same. And in that very moment, guess what? Intimacy. There was a first moment of intimacy because she got vulnerable and he met her in that and they all instantly that's a whole different evening, right? Instead of chewing on your napkin and tapping your foot because you're so nervous and, you know, up in your head trying to say the right thing, right? That's, this is how it doesn't work, right? Like if you're, whatever is going on with you, they're picking it up both ways. So like just, anyway, so simple stuff like this, right? And it starts the mechanism of connection and intimacy. So now as a rule, as you open those channels for a man, they'll then be able to kind of sometimes start it. You know, if you feel safe, that you're not, you feel safe that you're not going to use his weaknesses or his vulnerability against him. It takes a little while, too, because we have experience of that. Our mothers did that to us a lot, mm. right? Push those buttons when she's mad at you, knowing that you feel like this, that you're not confident here, right? Push the button. You just touch a little, right? Now, that happens to a lot of us. So yeah. we're careful. Anyway, so I'm just saying That's vulnerability is essential. Yeah. Essential. Vulnerability is, yeah. It's, without it, nothing happens. Seriously. Nothing happens. Nothing. You just... Two, two rocks looking at each other trying to it only get a spark that's not that's, that's not sparking <laughs> yeah and, and the word intimacy itself if i can kind of break it down is n to me see see yeah yeah that's the parallel one of my yeah, my, what, yeah. what are my what are my mentors by the way yeah. one of the five that i work with trained oh, with amazing and amazing woman and i wanted to point out like such a beautiful story but your client just pretending what if you just didn't have those insecurities what if you just smiled that is the feminine power right Hello. there right there because mm -hmm. i actually have last night we, we were at the grocery store mm -hmm. and he was getting something else and i went to walk somewhere to get kombucha or something and i'm just walking and i'm feeling my my heart's open i'm smiling i'm loving life i turn the corner i look up i smile at this man i don't know same thing happens to me he come, approaches me and starts trying to talk to me and he's like, wow, you know, he could just, he was in awe of that energy. Oh, and, and then and the other thing happened too. I was checking out and this man next to me, probably in his seventies, didn't say anything, but looked at me up and down and I just uh, smiled and said, hello. And it's safe to be that magnetic. It's safe to be in that feminine container. And I think for a lot of women, we're so closed off and it's like, I could do it myself. And that's, that's pushing against who we really, really yep. are. And it makes you miserable. Yes. Because there's nobody to cultivate that. Yeah. Like you have no outlet for that, 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 that stuff that makes you radiate from the inside. 
you know. I remember I was at the bank one time, this was years ago, as I'm learning all this stuff. And it's like, you know, the bank is, you know, everybody's bored, like 15 guys in line. You know what I mean? We're just waiting for the damn whatever. Right? Everybody's on their phones, kind of waiting, just waiting, just waiting. And I'll forget this. The door opens up about 20 feet away from where we're all standing, waiting for the cashier <clears throat> and the teller. And this bubbly energy walks in, talks to the, the, the security guy to stand there. And all you hear is like, up, happy, like light voice kind of, and we all one at a time turn around. There's this young girl, 25 years old or so, in a sundress, just with a bounce in her step, the happiest, happiest soul. She was so happy and bubbly. She was so like, she's talking to him with all this girl stuff and, you know, this, that, this. And I, I remember looking at her and my a smile on my face instantly lifted my spirit. There was something so beautiful and lovely about that just being 20 feet away, beaming at us. And I watched every dude in line, you know, lick up their, from their phone and smile, like one after the other. Just looking at her just lifted everybody's spirit, changed the entire room. She said nothing. She was a woman. She was a girl. She was happy. And I want to say this, right? The, the power of this is when, when you tap into that feminine glow, when you're happy, we're happy. When you're good, we're good. If you feel sexy, you're sexy. It's like what emanates from you, it's, it's blankets over us. And this is why good men will kill themselves to keep a woman comfortable and happy. Do you know what I mean? Because when she's happy, oh, I'm good. When she's good, I'm good, right? When there's tension in you, it, push, it, it makes us want to step back, right? The moment you're good, then you're happy and you're in your body, it's your natural essence. Oh, the parts, the clouds part, the sun comes out, and seriously, and you have no idea how powerful that is. Yeah. But you, you go, girl, boss, babe, I don't even know, man, you know, acting around, walking like dude, talking like dude, living like dudes, working like dudes, and then wonder why men don't find it attractive. Again, like, it's, you've been sold a lemon. That's not yeah. how it works. That is not how it works. You'll make some money, but <laughs> you become yeah. a client of mine eventually. But you, you make, um, let's be honest, you can have it all you can be in that feminine essence absolutely and ha have a passion and have a business absolutely you can do, and that's what i want to be very clear with everybody here and the more that you if you have a business the more that you tap into that side of you you'll find clients just appearing and money coming in and it's magnetizing, magnetizing everything. everything that's the feminine energy you pull everything towards you just like all of us that girl in the bank just mm -hmm. that energy whoop shed all of our attention yeah. She would ask for, you know, change for the meter. She would have got more change than she cares for or <laughs> help with her cell phone or somebody yeah. walking into her car or anything, flat oh. tire. Like somebody would have, I would have been the first one there. Yeah. Uh, well, they got to get the hell out of the way. I'll do the tire. <laughs> get, get the hell I'm the car guy. What are you? You're wearing a suit. <laughs> but you know what I mean? That's, that, that energy is unbelievable, right? So, On man. So how can we start? I mean, we talked about intimacy. We talked about the vulnerability. Yep. How can we start to shift from that overly masculine resentment anger place what are yep. what are how can we start to shift that again this is all you've been polluted by the culture by sometimes your mothers you know i have a client right now her mother her dad cheated on her when she was little they stay together but she's been talking shit about her father since then you know your dad's a piece of shit and your dad's uh, uh, and you don't trust men and you know but they stay together so she polluted that little girl's life with her shame and her crap and now that she's 24, she's like, so are you getting married? Or how, I don't want you to be alone. I'm like, well, and she's like, mom, you messed my life up. I'm, I'm so distrusting of men. You've been talking 
crap about my dad, which is the other half of me. So you're talking crap about me my whole life. And now I'm supposed to just go. And, okay? So so sometimes your mother, sometimes your culture, sometimes your teacher, sometimes your friend, right? They will shake, like they will just really mess with your life and your belief system that men are dangerous. So what I do with my clients, because that's a lot of injuries, a lot of people have injuries. I think the feminine, the masculine and feminine woman is injured by life, by in childhood. There's some trauma there, right? No daddy, bad daddy. Mama bear for mother, like all this, you know, assaults, abandonment issues, neglect, or you name it. We all have them, but if they're big enough, we all have them. You know, this is how actually we also produce boys. They're they're injured in childhood. They're ashamed out of being masculine. They have no male role models, and they're raised by women who make them sweet and sensitive and talkative and act like girls. They're castrated and never get their balls, and those are the that's the product of. Trauma, right? It's traumatic for a boy not to have a father. Just mess it up. Anyway, and same thing the other way around. My point is masculine women are injured on some level somewhere or incredibly bad habits since childhood, one or the other. And just, you know, and if you can't feel, don't feel safe in the world, you're going to man up. You're going to man up. So we all know how that works. So the way I dismantle this for my ladies is I have them, they don't understand men. They're scared of men. They don't trust men, right? They've been betrayed by men. They're whatever. They're dead. But I get it. Except that's your, that's, those are the lens with, through which you see the world, and it's not accurate. That is your perception. That is not the reality. That's your perception of the world. It is not the truth. It is your truth. Okay, so how do we get those lenses off your face? Well, you have to understand and go back into really getting to know what a man actually is. Masculine women will attract feminine men, boys, and that makes their life hell. I get it. And these women think that's men. That's not men, right? That's not masculine men. So again, nature will have its thing. You're masculine, you attract feminine boys. They'll steal from you. They'll cheat on you. They'll take your money. They'll take your car. They'll just, you know, they'll move into your house. They'll promise everything. And six months later, you don't know what the hell happened to your life. Because they're sweet and seductive and feminine. And you think, oh, this one that talks and he's so sensitive. They're amazing in bed, apparently, right? That's another way they seduce you. You're the man. He's a girl. Right? You work two jobs, and he encourages you to work two jobs while he's spooning the dog, smoking a joint all day, writing his music. That's a boy. That's not a man. But masculine women attract these guys, that he, you know, and those are the guys that give us bad names because, yeah, because if you stay in your masculine, you'll keep attracting a boy and a boy and a boy and a boy, and then you go, men aren't shit, men are dangerous, men cheat, men lie. Boys! Not man. Okay, so sorry, I just went on the rant. <laughs> so how do you dismantle that when that's experience of man in life? So just like you said earlier, I do my client, I go, you go out in public, you get your face off your phone, you look up, and you smile. Now, get this. In the world, men are always watching. Not boys. Boys are on their phones, too. But masculine men are always scanning the environment. There's an instinct for safety, right, to check the environment, like safety, street smart. But that's really not an issue for us anymore, right? Nobody's really. But it's not. No. The rest of the scanning, the instinct is, get this, we're scanning to look for the feminine form in the world. All the time. And once in a while, oh, there's a Ferrari. Just like on the freeway, right? Oh, it's a Ferrari. It's rare. And it gets your attention. Now, it doesn't mean I want to own the Ferrari. That doesn't mean I want to have sex with the Ferrari. I just see the Ferrari. You know what I mean? So men are always scanning. So I say, if you get off your phone, ladies, in public, at the gas station, at the car wash, at the grocery store, wherever the hell you are, because they go, where the man? They're everywhere. Look the hell up. Just look up, get off your apps, right? Look up, and we will you see, and this happens every time, like instantly, they can't believe it. If you look up and, and look who's looking, those are the men. And when you lock eyes, throw a, a big old smile and see what happens. 
oh my god like i don't know if i could do this well start practicing that sort of becomes a magnetic connection and you know attract so this is in the beginning start with an old man or a young guy right the the, the bad bag boy at the grocery store just smile at him see what happens you get a head nod you get up your morning you know like start with an older gentleman or younger guy that you're not threatened by watch what happens to him when you smile at him you're going to make his day you're going to get a reaction you may nod smile say good morning and or start a conversation as it happened to you that's the power of feminine. So when you start stepping into this, now get this, if you're going to step it up, this is so eye-opening for masculine women. Women don't understand this about men. So they do this for a week or so, and they go, they understand all of a sudden they, they're visible in the world. They, they're actually visible. Well, because you're paying attention, and you see who's looking, and those are the, anyway. And I go, so the next step, I go, here we go. Women hate that one, but it's so beautiful. I go, you're going to go ask for help. What? <laughs> That I don't need no man crab goes on the window. You're gonna go ask for help. Help what? Anything, something small. So one of my favorite, I say, go to the go to the grocery store, right? And then you want a big old case of water, bottled water, right? It weighs a ton, it's awkward, right? So roll your cart next to the place where the, all the bottles are there and ask for some man, excuse me, would you help me with the water? Watch what happened. Da, 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 right? Absolutely. Boom, boom. You want another one? No, that's good. Thank you so much. You're such a gentleman. I appreciate you. Or I appreciate it. He's going to grow this much taller in front of you. His spine is going to straighten up. Right? Now, he's a hero. He helped. Right? Again, instinctively, we want to be heroes and fixers. We're neurotic fixers. I could fix this for her. She needs help. Right? There's a magical word, word for women to use. Could you help me, please? Magic. To the masculine. <gasps> Chance to be a hero. He gets the spine strains this much. He's probably did it. He's a hero. That's how he feels. I tell you, that's how it works. It's amazing. It's so simple. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I appreciate it. Have a good day. Right? And he'll watch you walk away. Right? But what happens is beyond that, ladies, besides the fact that you're getting some help and you're a little bit vulnerable, and it teaches you to be a little vulnerable and start opening those channels, the man that you just ask for help in that moment, in the moment after you leave, now feels more like a man because he asked for help. I'm going to say this again. He feels more like a man and a hero because somebody asked for help, a woman. You see the power in that. So it's not asking for help. It doesn't make you weak or needy or we get down at you. You bring out the hero in man. And all of a sudden, you're on the radar, right? If you keep going to the grocery store and ask for help, no. so, you do, so my gig is if you're in a practice, do this in the back of the store, the case of water. Get to the front, but you pay and ask the back boy to help you put that in your car. Do the same thing with him. You'll see the same reaction. Thank you so much. You're a real gentleman. I appreciate it. Oh, no worries. And the spine will straighten up and he's a little hero. And, and that recognition and the fact that he feels more like a man because somebody smiled and said, could you help me? Guess next time you go to the store, he'll remember you. Right? This is connection for man. This is this is like that those women bring us presents like this, like this. Right? And I give you I give you a more example that the more you ask for help, the more they and you receive that and say thank you, they feel like heroes. They have a lady who went to the store and was doing a barbecue. I don't know if this is a long story, but let me know if you want me to stop. But like it's a good example. She went to the grocery store, she was doing a barbecue, she didn't know what steak to buy. The butcher was behind the counter, he's watching her kind of struggle, not knowing. So he comes around. 
Anything I can help you with? That's his job, right? Well, actually, I'm doing a barbecue. Blah, blah, blah. He goes, oh, so for that purpose, not this meat, not this meat. That's too expensive. That's all. He's the one to cut everything and put it in, right? So he goes, actually, for this, this is perfect for you. Look, it's a good price. It's fresh, right? She goes, oh, my God. Like, thank you so much. She goes, absolutely. She takes two packages because this is going to go quick, right? Hero, 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 right? So she's like, oh, wow, thank you so much. And he goes, so, you know, what really is so, and he ended up, he ended up giving her a recipe to make the best out of it. Like, so the exchange, so he can send her a recipe. And she's like, that's so, that you just like made my day. Like, and now I'm going to have, you know, because I didn't know really how to do this. You're such a gentleman. Thank you so much. Now, what happens every time she goes to the store, he is all over her. Do you know what I mean? Like, he, hi, good morning, right? Where he ignores the other one who don't care for him because they never asked for his help. And now she's like, she is, this is how you build a community and connection all around you as a woman to make you feel safe, to have heroes all around you. And when you start understanding that men are heroes at heart, ask for help, see what happens. Watch what happens to them. And right after this, watch what happens to you. And you'll start getting the damage. Beautiful, beautiful. And I think what you said, it's like doing that inner work, those beliefs that, it's like those rose-colored glasses, but they're not. Maybe they're green colored that you're yeah. seeing. And literally our thoughts and our beliefs create our reality because that impacts how we see things and how we act. So really doing that inner work Absolutely. and allowing yourself to receive. And all those stories, what you just said is being able to ask for help, but just as much as that male in those stories felt like a hero, you need to allow yourself to feel how good it feels to receive. Like you said, creating that system, yeah. the community where you feel safe to receive. And all of a sudden you're surrounded with heroes, not yeah. dangerous people, not yeah. dangerous men. You don't make eye contact because they might think you're trying to come onto them. That's so stupid. Mm -hmm. That's so not how it works. You know, and what happens is when you start also looking up, you'll be able to pick out the creeps, you know, 20 feet away. So to yeah. not throw them a smile, you know, seriously, <laughs> yeah. that you'll pick up that energy really quickly. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you're surrounded with heroes mm. who just want to make sure that you're good, comfortable, and happy. You know what I mean? Like, I had a client who <laughs> she started doing this. She works with men, but across from her desk is four of the women. And there's been the same kind of blah dynamic at work. And she started doing this and just being warm and smiley. And 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 she's like, the men are always around her desk. Are you hot? Are you cold? Are you okay? You want some water? I'm going to some coffee. You want some coffee? Oh, here's like, you know, I have like, you know, a muffin in my in my cupboard that I'm not gonna eat. Like ridiculous. And the women are watching, go, what the hell is going on with her? Like, how where, how come she gets all this attention? Feminine warmth, you know, smile and recognizes recognizes the man and lets them help her. I'd love a cup of coffee. Da 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 da. Right, freaking cup of coffee. But the fact that she's open and vulnerable and and receiving from them makes them feel like he was there. So the women don't ask for anything. I don't need that. Would you like some water? No thanks. <laughs> Can I walk you to your car? I'm fine. Like you're killing it. You're killing, you know, the man's heroism and and chivalry. And you're the one who suffers the most because you don't get to, again, what I always say is go practice this. Watch what happens to the man, but notice what happens to you. You just It just melts you. You just sort of like, oh, my God. Like you feel cherished. You feel seen. You feel like a, you know, you feel like a woman. You like, and you understand that you start understanding the dance of nature. There's nothing weak about that. No, not at all. And I think being okay, it's... Sometimes the word surrender is like a trigger word for a lot of women, like let <laughs> yep. go of that, that vice grip. Yep. But once you can start practicing, like you just said, whether you're in a relationship or not, you can start to feel your body just uh, it's up. safe and, just to be. There's me, a feeling you know? of safety wow, right there. Wow, everything yes. can flow to me. And one thing you just said about, you know, 
whether a, a partner or um, anybody else asks you, are you okay? What can I do to help? And you, you, you just say, I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, How, yeah. What's, what's the common, common culture when a man knows something's wrong and says, Hey, are you okay? How can I help? I'm fine. I'm fine. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. That's an opportunity for you to be vulnerable. Absolutely. To open that up and not build that wall further and further around. Yeah. You. yeah. And women, but they don't, the, the problem event, if you're going to continue with that, right? So a man will offer three times or so. Yeah. His help, his support, his attention. I'm fine. Okay. And then you don't get any of it anymore from that one man, right? You do this all around your life. This is why you feel isolated. No one cares. Men are shallow. Well, you know, it's like I give you a gift and you give it back to me. Oh, you don't want it. Okay, I'm going to stop, right? Compliments the same. I can't give a girl a compliment. I get it right back in my face. Mm. God, that looks so good on you. It's so pretty. Oh, no, I'm bloated today. I have a zit. And, you know, like, <laughs> what the? Can you just say thank you? <laughs> yeah. Seriously, if you keep rejecting yeah. attention, my help, or even a compliment, we stop. Mm -hmm. One, two, three, I'm done. And, of course, chivalry's gone because there's something received. Mm -hmm. I had a woman, I went to the bank, this two store, myself, I go to the bank, I'm walking to the bank and the glass door is a mirror, right? So I see there's an older lady behind me, like 25 feet behind me, across the parking lot. I'm like, I'm a gentleman, I'd like to get a smile. So I get to the door, I open the door and I hold it open and I'm literally sideways and the door wide open, just looking at her. She's 20 feet away now, right? I don't have to do any of this. I could have just walked in the door close behind me. She would have been five seconds behind, no problem. But I'm holding the door. She sees me. Looks down. She like spots me and goes, hmm. Gets in front of me. It's a true story. Grabs the, the other handle, opens the door, and walks in. She might as well have flipped me off. Now, part of me wanted to say, like, what's wrong with you, right? Like, how rude. I don't even know, man. I can see it, right? And she's an older woman. Like, it was, she's not a grandma, but like, it was, you know, not a millennial. Like, flip me off. This is how you kill it. What is, what is, am I making you weak by being a gentleman and holding the door? How is that taking your power away? How, how, I don't understand, right? But like, there's that belief system that, you know, there's this man oppressing women somehow taking away your power. Really? I just thought I was being a gentleman. I was trying to get a smile. Mm -hmm. And it's really just, you're blocking off Everything. life force itself. Everything. Your you're happiness, blocking... your abundance, not just men. Just, yeah. you're saying to the universe, yep. we, we had a short story yesterday. We, um, um, my boyfriend took me shopping and said, you know, whatever, you, whatever outfit you're going to pick you on an outfit for you, whatever, you know, whatever you feel like your best feminine self, just doesn't matter. Pick it out. We're, we're going to get what it. What a horrible human being he is. <sighs> you and should kill so him now. And nice to just feel to be able to receive. So we're going, I got to pick where we were going. You know, I know it's not his thing to go shopping, but he was there for me. It was so beautiful. And we pull into the parking lot and there's this older woman, probably in her seventies, about to walk across the, the, the parking lot and he stops and lets her go and and he's like she i really like her outfit so he rolls down her window his window and says i really love your outfit you are looking so great today and her face just smile ear to ear you could see her oh it was so she just had a little pep in her step after mm -hmm. that it was just to see doesn't matter what age you are to be able to receive the love and it was just, it was an awesome experience to see to be seen, to be heard, to yes. be noticed, right? Yeah. So the feminine is always a connection. Connection yeah. warms the heart. Yeah. Somebody right. noticed. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think 
this is a be- another beautiful episode. I think this is a good place for us to kind of start to wrap things up because I know we can talk for. <laughs> I know right? you and you and I could do this all day long. <laughs> a long time, but thank you, Andre, for coming on here Absolutely. and and sharing your truth. And I really think that everybody listening, if you are open your heart to this, it's just really realizing that this is how you can receive everything you've ever wanted in your life. Open, I call it opening all the channels. Opening the channels, yes, yes, yes. Try and, it, try it, right? Yeah. Like, what do you have to lose? Exactly. What do you have to lose? Nothing. Nothing. Maybe your anger. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. A little scary. Little, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, that's right. We're trying. So. Yeah. But thank you so much. And we end the show the same way every single week. How may we, the listeners, as a huge act of gratitude, be of service for you and return today? Oh, yeah. boy. Well, I have a gift for you listeners. Actually, I have a gift in two if you would like as well. So I want to give some. I want to give some. Yes. <laughs> as yeah. For gratitude. <laughs> Well, because my mission in life, you know, it's not, it's my business, but my mission is to, my God-given mission is to spread this around the world. Like that, what's out there right now, the belief system, the tidal wave of of the belief system in the cultures, the United States, but also around the world, is killing possibilities and opportunities and keeping men and women to build healthy, loving, long-term relationships, Right. And when that dies, you know, ray kids are not raised in, in systems that are healthy. They don't get to bond with one of their parents or feel safe in the world. So they, they end up not being able to grow and able to create healthy bonds with other adults to then raise their own family and have healthy children. So when the family system falls apart, culture falls apart. So somehow it's my God-given gift or mission to teach this to the masses. So thank you for this opportunity. So this is how everybody is helping. You're getting to hear this and hopefully shift a little bit, you know, and start investigating and practicing a different way. My gift to you listeners is typically there's two types of people who listen to podcasts. There are people who um, are looking for information, you know what I mean? And the people who are actually looking to um, push through and get going, right? Take action, is what I'm saying. So if anybody listening want some information you could email me i'm giving you my personal email address andre coaching the number one at gmail.com andre coaching one the number one and in a t- subject for the email just write irresistible book and i will give you i will send you my book called the five feminine qualities high value men find absolutely irresistible in women it's a gift i sell it online but i give it to your listeners this is it'll give you a chunk of what i'm talking about it'll give you an insight of my work and on how this thing works for man this is written by man you know, for you ladies to kind of get a sense of men are not shallow, men are not cold, men are <laughs> men are men, right? And there's things about you that we find irresistible. And then if you kind of understand and start tapping into this, your reality in life change. So gift number one. Gift number two is if you want to take action, if you're an action person, okay, I want to do something. I want to learn something. I want, right? Same email, Andre Coaching 1. Just put in a, t- a subject, talk now. And what I'll do is I'll send you a, a link directly um, for my calendar, so we can set a, a time for us to have a holiday exploratory call. Somebody, you want to take action, you want to dig in, you want to find out why you're stuck, what's not working for you, on me. So it's an hour call. We dig into your past, find out where the wheels came off. Like I said, we talked about this earlier. Between the age of 5 and 11, not one of us gets out of childhood unscathed, you know, making decisions about our life, ourselves, life, people, in the world. These lenses go on. If it's been, If you've been traumatized, you're screwed, and that's how we get stuck in that loop. You know, I'm never going to mount anything. I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable. Men are dangerous. Calls with, I'm always going to be alone. Right? You like, watch it, right? So in that call, we actually go 
I'm really good at this. Like within 15 minutes, we go right to your childhood and actually touch when the decision was made. And then you realize there's something wrong with you because this is typically what destroys people and women, especially they come to me. What is wrong with me? I have money, I have a life, I have a car, I have a business. I'm successful. I'm still young and pretty. No one's dating me. No one's asking me out. No one wants to date me. If I get a date, I never get a second date. What is wrong with me? I go, honey, nothing wrong with you. You're stuck in your masculine. Let's go find out when, why, right? And realize, oh, so there's nothing wrong with you. You're just a product of this. So now knowing that it's fixable, there's nothing wrong with you. Like if you think something wrong with you, there's something wrong with you, right? If you believe that, you're done. So on do this, that call alone changes people's lives just because they understand, like they get away from, I'm broken. And then what's the dream? What's the dream life? Marriage, kids, what? You know, partnership, companionship, you know, like, so then we'll, you know, see if I can help you get to the dream. That's what I do. And there's different ways to get invested and involved. So it's really fun. So it's, again, talk now, Andre, Andre coaching one.com i'm coaching one at gmail we'll talk but it takes courage right <laughs> people get all nervous i'm like i'm this guy i'm cool i'm cool i'm on your side i'll be gentle it's actually really fun but i guess it's life-changing so those are my gifts but Amazing. Ultimate, ultimately to get this stuff out there to the masses i call it oprah big i need to be oprah big that's the calling <laughs> yes, right is. like nationwide and to worldwide like this this, yeah. this we have to rethink all this because it's not working mm-hmm. and it's creating a lot of pain in women it's going to create a lot of pain in men men are lonely and women are hurt. It's not necessary. Nature is built that we actually <laughs> complement each other and help help to have fuller lives. There's a lot of statistics on this. You know, people who are in loving relationships, lo- loving, working, flowing, healthy, long-term relationships are happier, live longer, are more productive, make more money, more inspired. Like, you know, it, like their lives flourishes like dramatically. Dramatically, we're not made to be alone. We're not made to be alone. It's, it's when we come together in the dance behind me that we flourish and create something beautiful. And we're, we're built for that. That's nature again. Just, just saying. So that's what I want to Thank you <laughs> thank for you. that. Oh, thank you so much. Those are two beautiful, awesome gifts. And mm-hmm. such a pleasure again to have you on and just thank experience you. your zone of genius and your Oprah big mission. <laughs> yeah, it sounds ridiculous sometimes. My wife is like, really? I'm like, <laughs> like you, I, you can understand it. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I mean, that's just, I'm not going to stop. I mean, Till we get there, this is yeah. this is literally it's, it's essential. The world needs it. Okay. Now I'm hoping to grab a bunch of people along the way who can help me get there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like uh, other masters, other incredible people, you know, teaching this stuff. You know, as so and start a huge movement in the community and just kind of wake people back up. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, thank, thank you again so much, Andre, for coming. Absolutely, on. absolutely, my pleasure. Anytime. And remember, open up, surrender, trust, and let your body lead the way.